Hello, Sac State students, and welcome to another episode of the State Hornet News Podcast. My name is Robbie Pierce. I'm your podcast editor. And for today's episode, our diversity and identity beat writer, Kayleen Carter, had an interview with Lauren Polito, a class of 2019 alumnus who majored in women's studies and minored in LGBTQ studies and currently works for the state legislature. The two discussed Assembly Bill 2023, which if passed, would allow transgender and non-binary students to use their preferred names on their diplomas as opposed to their dead names. Lauren himself goes into more detail about this later in the episode, but in trans circles, the term dead name is used to describe the name that somebody was given at birth, but no longer identifies with or resonates with. Programming note, this interview was conducted on Squadcast, and Kayleen had some technical issues on her end during the back half of the interview, so I myself step in to ask the last couple questions. So without further ado, let's turn it over to Kayleen and Lauren. All right. Thank you so much for being on this podcast today, Lauren. I really appreciate you coming in. Um, Today, this is for our listeners. Today, we'll be talking about Assembly Bill 2023. It was introduced by Assemblymember David Chu back in January, and the bill would allow uh, transgender students and non-binary students to have their uh, preferred name instead of the name that they're born with um, on their diploma. But first, um, I want to introduce my guest, Lauren Polito. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Gaylene. Can you um, can you just tell me a little bit uh, about yourself or our listeners? Yeah, so um, I just recently graduated. I was class of 2019 winter session, and I'm a proud Sac State Hornet alumni now. Now I work for the legislature, so I'm very prominent within um, kind of like our, our policy as well as kind of just general knowledge of um, all things legislature. So yeah, it's just been a big thing of mine to really just pay attention to what's going on in our world and also be a part of it. So that's kind of been my biggest thing of why I'm involved and, you know, why it's important to be involved because things reflect you and, you know, it's good to be a part of the decision making and also what is going to come out of that too. It affects all of us. So, yeah. Can you tell me about your interest in Assembly Bill 2023. Why is it uh, kind of important to you? This bill is very important because I think a lot of the time trans and gender non-conforming folks are left out of the equation a little bit. And especially with folks not having representation in the ways that they want, it might be a little bit deferring for folks that are trying to go and pursue an education if their education is not reflected on that final document, you know. And mm-hmm. so I think it's a lot about um, accessibility and having that access be represented in your work, you know, like a big portion of it. Like we spend so much time and so much effort and so much work going towards these diplomas and having them not reflect us or not feel that we're reflected in our education can be a little bit um, disheartening and kind of um, just kind of really dimmer the giant fundamental thing that you just accomplished you know so I think it's just really important that our our work really reflects who we are as a person and I think it's really good for folks to have representation on their documents that they worked so hard for. Our campus uh, Sac State actually just rolled out the preferred name initiative now it's not it's not anything like this this Mm -hmm. bill you know it um it wouldn't allow Uh, the preferred name on a diploma, but it does allow students to actually change their name via uh, Canvas. Why is it important that, you know, universities and colleges kind of take initiatives Mm -hmm. like this for their students? To touch on that, it's just, it's it's important for students to feel very validated and they're a part of their space that they're going to be spending so much time at. Like I said before, it's a really big part of you know, something that makes somebody like a big part of our identities as young people is students. And to have your own place of 
you know, that you go and spend so much time with and work so hard to like acquire these education degrees. It's like, if it doesn't reflect you ultimately, then you're not going to really want to go towards that. And a lot of students that don't feel that representation, like are, are, you know, that's like a big portion of it. I know when I like get misgendered, like I, that, that takes a lot of attention off of what I was focusing on. It just kind of defers from what we were previously talking about. So for all of our listeners, dead naming is when you refer to someone as their birth name and not as the name that they prefer. Um, can you tell me a little bit about why dead naming is so toxic? Yeah. So coming out is never an easy topic. You have to develop that strength and you have to develop that foundation of, you know, having at least some support. So it's already a very tough process. And I think a lot of folks having the issues with dead naming kind of really is very triggering. You know, a lot of folks really, truly like embrace themselves as where we are now, you know, and so having something brought up from your past can be a little triggering for some folks. And I think it's, it's also more, it's, it's, it's more of a respect thing, you know, it's like, if something, you know, really bothers someone else, like it's something that maybe shouldn't be brought up. It's just a matter of respect, like how, how well you respect another person to go with something that they're wanting to go forward with and have such strong feelings for and who they are, you know, you can't, you can't like call a bunny something else. (laughs) you know like I said before it does create like a kind of triggering effect and it it creates like a barrier almost for folks that are wanting to have that representation in their classrooms by not having that exact representation even be brought by um, their instructor and so I think it's very important that instructors also reflect how students feel because at, at the end of the day like it is kind of based on how well we perform in the classrooms and if that is different on something that we see ourselves reflected in. I think we do a lot better. I mean, I, I, I personally would do a lot better if I saw myself reflected in my own work. So just being able to use your correct name is a direct improvement for academic performance? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so because it takes that time away from me being like, wow, someone used like a, a, my my old name, you know, or something that I, I don't like agree with. That moment in the classroom is taken away where I could have been learning something that was more valuable than me being upset about someone using the wrong pronoun or the wrong name. You know, it's like a it, it defers my my train of thought, you know, to even have that be in in communication or in conversation. So taking away from time that I would have been spending you know, studying or learning in the classroom by having to reflect on somebody using my name or even having to have that conversation with other students of like why I had to change it. And then it just brings that whole idea of just, um, you know, me having to explain myself to a, a multitude of people when that shouldn't have been necessary. And as like somebody that is considered an ally, like that is up to you to learn and to kind of navigate with us and it's not me being like a personal trans dictionary you know (laughs) so it's sort of like every time you have to correct someone or explain why you have this name it's just that time wasted that piles up yeah yeah and then you know and that happens quite frequently you know especially for folks that are not quote-unquote passing so yeah it just it takes away that that moment that could have been spent learning or in the classroom doing literally anything else. If I could ask another question, I, I imagine for some listeners, this might be the first time they've heard that term dead name. Yeah. Um, why, in your opinion, is dead name used instead of something like birth name? Um, dead name, I believe it's 
To me, that would probably be used because it's something that you no longer resonate with and something that is like considered a birth name, like a birth date. Like it's something that you still is carried on with you. But if you if you label it like a dead name, then it's something that is, you know, non-existent or something that you don't represent yourself with. As somebody who's has been studying the legislation side of things and you know a little bit more about the inner workings of the government, why do you think it's so difficult for stuff like AB 2023 to pass or for name changes to go through? What are some of the more technical or bureaucratic difficulties? I would say a lot of it has to do with representation and lack thereof. There's not a lot of trans people in the legislature pushing for these things. There are definitely like lobbyists or firms that are going towards like in gender inclusive or LGBT inclusive um, policy being built. But a lot of it is um, having somebody to back that, you know, so you would need somebody to back that bill or support it or want to sponsor it and there's just a little bit of a lack there, but I think definitely there there's more to come in the future. Um, it's a very it's more accepting of a place now than it was, I would even say five years ago. So I think it's on the upward mobility for that. But I think that would be the biggest thing is just lack of representation in the actual facilities that are being used to make policy. Um, I think that was everything that we wanted to know. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add before we uh, stop here? Um, Not that I can think of. I think we hit on a lot of the things that I wanted to speak about. So yeah, just thank you. All right. No, thank you for coming here. Thank you for tuning in to this surprisingly non-coronavirus related episode of the news podcast. Uh, Until next time, I'm Robbie Pierce. I've been your podcast editor, and I thank you for listening.